Welcome to the Side Hustle to Small Business podcast powered by Hiscox. I'm your host, Sanjay Pari. Throughout my career, I've had side hustles, some of which have turned into real businesses. But first and foremost, I'm a serial technology entrepreneur. In the creator space, we hear plenty of advice on how to hustle harder and why you can sleep when you're dead. On this show, we ask new questions in hopes of getting new answers. Questions like, how can small businesses work smarter? How do you achieve balance between work and family? How can we redefine success in our businesses so that we don't burn out after year three? Every week, I sit down with business founders at various stages of their side hustle to small business journey. These entrepreneurs are pushing the envelope while keeping their values. Keep listening for conversation, context, and camaraderie. Derek Knudsen was working at a Fortune 500 recruitment firm in Denver, Colorado, when he recognized the gap in the industry. Traditional firms were hesitant to help fill open positions at cannabis companies. In response, Derek created a boutique recruitment firm, Meta Talent Group, which helps fill roles at cannabis, hemp, and psychedelic-focused companies. On today's episode, Derek and I talk about finding the right talent, founding a company with family members, and overcoming the stigma of an emerging industry. Derek, uh, so excited to have you on the podcast. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for your time today, Sanjay. I'm excited to be here. So, uh, okay, let's start out. Um, tell me a little bit about yourself. Tell me your background, like where you're from, where did you grow up, like all of those things. About yeah, you. yeah. I'm originally from New York, um, grew up the youngest of six and graduated from Syracuse University, um, moved out to Denver, Colorado um, just about six, seven years ago. And that was really to uh, break into uh, the cannabis industry. Um, and so, yeah, I've been out here uh, for a number of years, really kind of building up, um, you know, meta talent, um, you know, my boutique cannabis and alternative health recruitment firm, you know, as well as um, working on the nonprofit side uh, with some folks here uh, in Denver. Yeah. So, uh, okay. So before uh, starting these companies, um, wh- what did you, did you do anything entrepreneurial? Did you just have jobs? Where, where'd you go to school? Like, where, where's your base? Uh, yeah, so my degree this? was environmental biology. Um, I was a summer camp director, both in New York and in Colorado when I first got out here. Um, and so, you know, really thought that outdoor, you know, e- ecological science education, you know, was going to be my future. Um, you know, the nonprofit world, you know, at that time and, and, you know, the organization, I felt like there was just a ton of red tape and some barriers. And so wanted the opportunity to step into the for-profit, you know, entrepreneurial space, um, you know, to try to build some personal wealth and then hopefully, you know, open a nonprofit, uh, which ended up coming a little bit sooner than I thought. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So let, let's talk about the nonprofit for a second. Um, so you went, you, you saw the issues that we were having with COVID um, and kind of like, what was your thought process of like, hey, I could, I should do something to, to support here. Like, how, how did that come yeah, about? Yeah. You know, I feel like so much has happened the past year or two. And, um, I think, you know, everyone at some point has said, what can I do to help? Right. I mean, there's, there's been folks struggling. And so, um, had a good friend here, um, approach me, um, really, you know, back in May, June of 2020 and really kind of just pitched this idea of of supporting small business owners and, and doing it, um, in a way that really helps bring them to, you know, the current digital age, you know, in terms of websites and online ordering platforms, et cetera, et cetera. And, um, you know, we sat down for our first meeting and, um, you know, I was immediately, you know, interested and, you know, basically said, where do we start? 
you know, where do we go from here? And so, yeah, we've been building that for the last two years and, you know, supporting small business owners, um, you know, here in Denver. And we started, you know, specifically in food and beverage just because of, um, you know, how bad, you know, food and beverage and hospitality in general were hit through the pandemic. So wanted to support the folks that, you know, needed a little bit of that additional support. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so alongside of that, you, you started up Meta. Um, and Meta is, the goal is the, the cannabis and, and psychedelic industry, like helping with recruiting there. Like, why do you think that's a place to work in for you? Like, what, what's the challenge? What was the issue that you were seeing? And why has somebody else not kind of filled that gap? Yeah, I think, you know, you know, you look at it now, there, there's definitely a number of recruitment firms in the space. You know, for myself, I was working for a Fortune 500 executive recruitment firm in downtown Denver. It was very large and risk averse. And so when cannabis and hemp companies were approaching us for help, um, there wasn't an ability to work with them under that umbrella. Um, you know, back in New York, I had tried some side hustle, you know, businesses in terms of tutoring companies and, and different things of that nature. Um, but that was the first time I thought that I had an idea that I could go in full force and then, you know, turning a side hustle into, you know, an entrepreneurial venture. And so, um, yeah, I did that in 2018 and, you know, have been building up, you know, towards that since then. So what I'm hearing is, is, um, you decided to be an entrepreneur and, and, as difficult as that is, you also decided to go into an industry where it's already difficult because not all the stuff is there. So you like basically took it as a double whammy of like, I'm just going to make this as hard as possible on myself to be successful. Is it, is that, is that what we're talking yeah, about here? I think here? so. I think, uh, you know, doing it also at, at the height of the pandemic and, and kicking things off. Um, yeah. Yeah. Let, let, let's just add a third <laughs> yeah, one on there, just, like a pandemic. Yep. Uh, and, and let, let's see what else we can pile on to make it harder for you to, to be successful. For sure. But if you can make it when the roads are hardest, you know, you're going to be super successful as they, be, you know, as the roads get easier. So, um, yeah, that's the mentality and, and, and more than just our, our services, we're passionate about the industry, you know, coming from New York and seeing the opioid crisis firsthand, wanting there to be alternative options. I mean, even when you look at, you know, CBD and what it's done for, you know, children with epilepsy. I mean, there's just a lot of research and development, a lot that can come out. And, um, you know, that's, I think, what all of us want to push forward. Sure, there's a recreational component, uh, but the research and, and development around what this could do, you know, uh, physically and mentally um, for us, especially as we dive into the psychedelic world, um, you know, so it's it's an exciting space and, and one, you know, that, we're in full support of and, you know, want to see it grow with the right people in place. And so, you know, bringing our, our corporate and professional backgrounds into these nascent industries to help them grow the right way, you know, is what we set out to do in, in starting MetaTalent. Okay. So let's talk about you getting started with this, right? So you, you left the corporate gig, uh, corporate recruiting, you put out your shingle. How'd you go out and get your first client and your first placement? Like, how did you get that all? Because this is kind of a, almost a chicken and egg problem, yeah. right? Because do you go get the people that need people mm -hmm. placed, but then you don't have any people mm -hmm. yet? Or do you get the people that need jobs and then go, for, like, how did you figure this bit yeah, of Yeah, full out? desk recruiting is always a bit of the chicken and the egg. You know, you're always trying to build, you know, a, a pipeline and, and relationships with great candidates that are already in the space or interested to get into it and, and transition their skill sets. Um, and then you're always looking for great partners, you know, to work with. I think for us, you know, we're highly focused, 
on finding sustainable partners, you know, B corporations, ESG corps, uh, companies that are thinking about uh, sustainable growth from a people planet uh, and profitability perspective. Um, and so, yeah, finding the first client wasn't easy. Um, but I think when you're in this space, you quickly learn that, um, you know, relationships and referrals go a very long way. And so our first business came through through a referral, a candidate that we spoke to that had a mentor and um, they were working as a consultant in the space and needed to hire for a VP of operations. And we stepped in and, and filled that role. Okay. So, so you really had the benefit of having been in the industry, even if it wasn't this industry, in the industry for a while and having built up those relationships. That's really the, the, the kind of secret sauce, the key um, to kicking this Yeah, and I you. think, you know, being in a legacy market, right? Colorado just being one of the first. So doing it in Denver made it a bit easier. My brother, my partner in San Francisco, California, another legacy market. Um, so in that first year, a lot of our business was Colorado and California. You know, we've come a long way yeah. since 2018, but um, yeah. So, okay, uh, you alluded to this and let, let's talk about this for a little bit. Um, your your co-founder in this business is your brother, uh, which um, not unusual. There's a lot of people that do, uh, you know, start companies with family, but uh, it definitely adds a different wrinkle um, into all of this, right? Like, you know, if things aren't going well, you're still going to see them at Thanksgiving <laughs> dinner or, or whatever, right? Yeah. Like, so how, how do you manage that? Yeah, you know, it was uh, a fair bit of vetting, a lot of conversations back and forth. You know, we've we've always got along very well, but obviously starting a venture, a business together is very different than playing on the same basketball team, right? And so, um, you know, yeah, I think through those conversations, you know, I had approached him and, 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 brought up the idea. This is what I want to do, you know, looking for capital and, and trying to find interested parties. Would this be something you're interested in? And then, um, you know, I think, a, uh, yeah, a little bit of luck came through. Uh, you know, a couple months after that, he had, you know, been lucky enough to um, win a big fantasy football tournament. Um, and so that was actually the capital that got us started. Um, and then from there, it was like, hey, let's let's do this. Let's put it together. And, um, you know, we've been riding that since, you know, the last four or five years and, and building this together. So, um, yeah, it was kind of serendipitous, you know, to a point, um, you know, and I wouldn't take back any of it. And, you know, he's been a great partner all along. I, I, I was not expecting <laughs> a fantasy football windfall to be what you said about how this all got started. Yeah. That, that I mean, you know, you, uh, yeah, you know, just, uh, a gritty, you know, family, hungry family from New York. Like I said, one of six and, uh, didn't have a lot growing up. And, you know, that was kind of the, uh, the golden egg that, you know, really kicked off all of his ventures. And, you know, one of them being with myself here with, with Meta. Yeah. So, okay. Let, let, let's switch back to kind of the, the recruiting mm -hmm. side of it. Um, and kind of the industry you're in. Is it, are you looking for something different in people that you're recruiting for this industry and for your clients than you did when you were kind of the regular corporate recruiter? Like, is there, is there a skill set? Is there a mentality? Like, what is different about the people that, that you're looking to, to recruit and, and bring into companies? Yeah, definitely. You know, I think, I, you know, as an individual, I've always approached it kind of from a culture first mentality. And so really, you know, talking with our partners and understanding, you know, what the office environment is like and, you know, the culture that they're looking to build. But I think when you look at specifically at cannabis, 
you know, you're, you're trying to find some of that passion, right? Um, and if it's not passion for the plan and, and, and the industry, it's passion for startups and exciting environments that are growing and changing every day. And so, you know, I think between those two avenues, um, you know, that's a great way to kind of filter it out. Um, yeah, you know, looking for passionate folks, um, you know, who either really enjoy, you know, wearing many hats and stepping into a startup environment that, um, you know, is still forming and, and still developing, you know, or, you know, the passion for the plan, alternative healthcare, alternative medicine, um, you know, and what that can do for folks. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, um, starting a, a new company, starting a startup, even though you had experience in this industry before, uh, recruiting that is, um, is always difficult. There's always challenges. So like, what are the challenges that you've faced? And, and I know you're still kind of early on, right? It's only been a few years that you've been doing this, but, um, you know, there's all these challenges and a lot of times people will, uh, over, overblow those kind of challenges and, and be the reason why they think that they can't start a company like mm -hmm. you've done. Um, so what, you know, tell us some about some of those challenges that you faced and, and kind of how did you deal with them and, and how did you get over them? Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, number one is probably stigma, right? I mean, 10 years ago, we wouldn't even be sitting here having this conversation, right? It just wouldn't, it just wouldn't be happening. <laughs> That's true. So I think number, you know, even for myself, you know, I've four or five of my family members back in New York, you know, are cops, right? And, and just come from that kind of legal <laughs> side and that law enforcement side of the house. And, you know, when I said that, you know, starting a company in cannabis almost immediately became the black sheep, right? And so, um, you know, I think that stigma is number one. I mean, even in terms of looking for candidates on LinkedIn and people being nervous to even talk about being interested in these areas, right? And so using Boolean search and keywords and, um, you know, that really does, you know, kind of inhibit, you know, the pool of candidates that you can get in touch with because they're nervous to put that information out there, right? I mean, so, so often early on in 18 and 19, even for corporate professionals that were very passionate, again, about the space, um, said, well, I've heard if I get in, I'm not going to be accepted back into the corporate world, right? Because now I've got uh -huh. cannabis on my resume. And I just don't know how, you know, favorable that's going to look to other employers, you know, that are in more traditional and, and, and corporate uh, industries. And so um, I think a lot of it was just kind of breaking through that stigma, um, you know, and I think we're, we're going to, we're facing the same things with the psychedelic health industries now, right? I mean, I think people are becoming a bit more open just to talking about mental health and PTSD and trauma and, you know, anxiety and depression, especially with everything that's happened the last year or two. But um, I mean, it's really working through the stigmas, you know, that's, that's most difficult. Support for this podcast comes from Hiscox, committed to helping small businesses protect their dreams since 1901. Quotes and information on customized insurance for specific risks are available at hiscox.com. Hiscox, the business insurance experts. Okay, so let's let's talk about like um, you know kind of like the nuts and bolts of actually running a company like this. Um, you know, there's a lot mm. to do when you start, right? And, and a lot of people don't understand this because um, we just see the very uh, nice stories that happen at the end, right? And and they don't they don't write the stories about what happens between the beginning and and the fancy ending, um, but you know, like, what are some things that you're using tools, 
um, techniques, things like that to help you run the business um, and make it so that you're able to manage all of the stuff that's going on. What do you have for yeah, us? Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, a couple of, um, you know, key tools that we use, you know, as recruiters and in the space. Uh, I mean, you have to have a great CRM ATS, you know, applicant tracking system. Um, so we use Bullhorn, um, you know, top of the line and, you know, we went back and forth with some smaller, more affordable platforms. And, you know, at the end of the day, just thought in terms of scaling and really growing the business, you know, we want to sell, set ourselves up right from the beginning. Um, you know, Zoom Info, uh, you know, great business to business, you know, contact tool, um, you know, so just reaching out to executives in the space and, um, you know, getting them some of the resources that we put out there in terms of salary guides and, and our national internship program for the space. Um, you know, and then of course, uh, you know, LinkedIn, LinkedIn, LinkedIn recruiter, you know, any executive recruiter is going to be on LinkedIn recruiter and, um, you know, have the ability to use thousands of different search filters to really narrow down, you know, the, the right fit for that particular role in that particular company. Um, so I think, you know, those three are really big. Um, you know, but again, like I said, with it being such a nascent space referrals and, and, you know, relationships, you know, that does go a long way. And so, um, but yeah, those are three of the big ones for us. Okay. And so um, let's give some advice to listeners that potentially might want to get into the industry. Um, what would you tell them that they should do? Like they're, they're not in um, any of these industries right now, but they want to move in. Right. And we talked about it a little bit before of like wording about the mm -hmm. stigma and, and what should they say and should not say, you know, on, on a LinkedIn or, or whatever, like what advice would you have for them to be able to be, be seen and known in the industry other than, you know, like obviously they could reach out to you and say like, raise their hand and say, Hey, I'm interested, but, but what else could they do? Yeah, I mean, I think there's, there's a lot of things you can do. And, you know, obviously, you know, switching industries, changing jobs, that's a big step for anyone. So when you talk about it, you know, in industries like these, um, you know, it's even that more pronounced. And so, um, you know, I think reading up and, and doing your due diligence just on companies. And, um, I mean, I think it starts with the why, why do you want to be in the space? Right. And so that's the first question you ask yourself and, um, you really understand your kind of motives, you know, for being in the space. Like I said, it could be passion for the planet. It could be passion just for startup environments and, you know, hyper growth industries. Right. And so, um, you know, there's a couple of different ways you, you can take it, but the first question is why? And then, you know, I think that inevitably, if that answer is yes, and, and it's confident, then you're moving to how, and, you know, a lot of that, you know, a lot of that can be connecting, you know, with, with an executive recruiter, a recruitment firm like ours, and, um, even just having a conversation to understand the landscape, even before looking at a particular position, um, you know, like we said earlier, how do you overcome the stigma? Well, it's just having conversations and just continuing to be open and transparent, um, you know, about what you're looking for. And so, you know, I think a lot of it, you know, just comes down to um, the motivation to want to learn about the space, what's happening there, you know, and how, um, you know, how they can be, uh, you know, a puzzle piece in the, in the bigger system. Yeah. So what's interesting in what you said there um, is making a bunch of money was not one of the good reasons as to why you want to move into yeah. this. Right. And I, I think that's true for, for most jobs. Um, it, that shouldn't be your motivation in terms of your perspective. I take. I mean, yeah, it's part of it. I'd be lying if it wasn't right. I mean, we work people, planet and profitability, right. And we want all three of those to grow, um, you know, equally 
Um, and so, yeah, I mean, profitability, making money leads to, you know, increased job availability. And um, so there's a lot of great things that come from that. So we're, we're not afraid of making money, but we're not going to let that outweigh, you know, our core principles and, and why we entered the space. So, um, yeah, it's an equal component, but doesn't outweigh, you know, the other pieces of, of what we're trying to do here. So, so the successful recruit, somebody that wants to work in this industry, that's not their mo- main motivation. I mean, obviously, look, we all have to get paid. We have bills and we, we, we got to live mm-hmm. life. But um, from your perspective, that's not the main thing that drives a successful candidate um, getting placed into these companies. Is no, I don't true? think so. You know, although, uh, you know, there's not too many industries that offer up as much equity as you'll see in this area, just because, again, it's so new, right? So there is upside and, you know, a light at the end of the tunnel, but um, that's also not going to be realized in your first couple of years. And so um, I think it's just a balance, like most things, um, you know, knowing that because the industry is growing so quickly and when it does go federally legal, there's going to be, um, you know, more capital availability, more profitability. And so it'll get there. And I think the right folks kind of understand that it's not today, but it, it'll get there. It's, you know, as long as you continue to stay in yeah. the space. Yeah. Okay. So I, I got one last yeah. one for you, Derek. Um, okay. Uh, listeners that might be teetering on the edge of either starting a side hustle or starting, you know, going all in and, and starting a business. Um, what would your one piece of advice be to them and, and maybe a piece of advice of something that they should do and maybe a piece of advice of something that they shouldn't do and make sure they avoid. What, what would you say to them? Yeah. So, um, you know, something that they definitely should do is think about it for quite some time. Um, it's not easy. You know that I know that, um, you're, you're doing everything right. And so, when you're expected to, to keep your inbox clean on top of, you know, sending out paychecks and invoices and, you know, collecting and doing the day-to-day recruitment of a position. I mean, when you're first starting out, um, you know, if it is a side hustle to a business and, you know, you're really shoestringing it, it it's going to be a struggle, you know? Um, it's a bit of a roller coaster, right? I mean, you're going to have great days and you're going to have not so great days. And so, I think a lot of it is, um, you know, just kind of understanding where you are in your life, who depends on you, right? Um, for me, just, you know, being, um, you know, a single person, that I feel like that made it easier, just not having dependents and a family, um, you know, and so, yeah, there's a lot of ups and downs, just know kind of your footing, your foundation, and and why, you know, you want to do it. Um in terms of what you shouldn't do, you know, um, you know, friends and family are tough. It's, it's worked for us. And, and, you know, my brother and I, we've made it work, but, um, you know, that's, it's something to take into consideration. And when you're starting a business, your first one or two hires are just so important, right? I mean, when you lose the cost of a bad hire is already, you know, two and a half to three times salary. But when you're talking about it, when you're starting a two person company and you're making hires three and four, I mean, you know, you almost need those to be successful. And so really taking your time and and vetting out your first couple of hires is is super critical. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, Derek, uh, thanks so much for being on the podcast. This is fascinating. I learned a lot um, and I look forward to seeing uh, how you and Meta grow over the time. Thank you, Sanjay. I appreciate your time today. 
Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Side Hustle to Small Business Podcast, powered by Hiscox. To learn more about how Hiscox can help protect your small business through intelligent insurance solutions, visit hiscox.com. That's H-I-S-C-O-X.com. And if you have a story you want to hear on this podcast, please visit hiscox.com slash share your story. I'm your host, Sanjay Parikh. You can find me on Twitter at, at Sanjay, that's S-A-N-J-A-Y, or on my website at sanjayparikh.com. 